Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. Whether you're just looking to stay warm during a hunt or need maximum concealment, the clothing you wear can make or break a hunt. At MidwayUSA.com, we understand hunting clothing has come a long way with more meticulously crafted camo patterns, advanced scent control technologies, and weatherproof options to withstand the elements. Hunters have to wait until their favorite season, but shouldn't wait on gear, which is why Midway USA offers super fast shipping. When you're ready for your next system, log on to MidwayUSA.com. Oh my goodness, we are back at another podcast. Hi, what's your name? Uh, my name is Carl Montoya with Nitro Gear and Axle. Yes. This is the America's Diesel Podcast. We have a fancy background. This is brand new. You're like number two or three on this background. Nice. Yeah, get stoked. Yeah. Cool. So, uh, go through our normal intro here. We're talking about gears, but make sure and check us out on Google Play, SoundCloud, iTunes, Spotify. Leave a five-star review. Send an email. Screenshot that to Tyler at dieselpowerproducts.com. We're not Tyler, but Tyler takes care of that now. So TylerDeucePowerBox.com, we'll send you a t-shirt, a dank meme. You know what we do with dank memes? No, I have no idea what we write handwritten. <laughs> we write handwritten notes on the dank memes that's guaranteed to make your upper butt crack sweat. Oh, okay. That's how, that's how into it we try and get. Okay. Yeah. Sounds good to me. I cool. deal with rear ends, so. Rear ends? <laughs> do you do anything with upper... Moist rear ends? Uh, I try to not do much with that, <laughs> except for I might have one, but I don't try to do anything with that. Uh, <laughs> all right, now that we got the awkward s- stuff out of the way here. <laughs> so, Carl, Nitro Gears, Gears, give me like the, I call it some of the elevator, two-minute, whatever, background, what's your company, what you do, yeah. hit me. Okay, so actually coming up in a couple months, it'll be 20 years since I got into this industry, uh, 19 years old. I started out. Uh, building differentials um, every day and I worked for another company in this industry and you know went through a lot of big changes with that company as it grew and uh, did a lot of product development and sales and stuff like that but then uh, my part my business partner and I we've been in business for about 12 or 13 years now and uh you know, selling differential parts. We have a shop where we service differentials and everything like that. But we we launched our own brand of differential parts about mm-hmm. 10 years ago now called Nitro Gear and Axle uh, because we saw a lot of holes in the market. Uh, originally, we were just selling selling other people's products more like a distributor. But we saw, like, especially newer vehicles. You know, the drivetrain industry was really old school. And sure, you could buy gears for 20-year-old trucks and muscle cars and stuff like that. Right. But we saw all these new model vehicles that with their tall overdrives and everything really needed gears. And actually we kind of got started out with uh, Toyota. So like mm-hmm. Toyota Tacoma forerunner FJ cruiser was one of the first ones we came out with cause nobody made gears for them. So we, we started a brand and we went out on a, on a whim and, you know, produced gears for these and they became a big hit. And, uh, 
you know, we became a big hit almost inter- internationally, almost before we did domestically, mm-hmm. because we had gears for Toyotas and, and other vehicles that are, you know, kind of a USA, like a C mover, but elsewhere in the, elsewhere in the world, they're dominant. So mm-hmm. we made a big impact like worldwide. So there was a time period in our earlier days where we were probably 70% international sales. Oh, wow. And, um, you know, because it was, it was harder to come in as a newcomer and compete with businesses that had been doing it for, you know, in drivetrain 50, mm-hmm. hundred years, some of them and much bigger companies. And so it took a while to make some waves there and, you know, find our place and take some market share and, you know, uh, get in with those, those crowds that were already established. But, um, now that we've been doing it, we've, we've got a, you know, full, wide range from anything from drag race, muscle car, diesel, four by four, regular repair parts like spider gears and axles Mm -hmm. and just broken carriers for regular daily drivers. Um, but what kind of one of our unique things that I'd say that kind of our niche is keeping up on the late model stuff. So we're usually first to market with gears for almost everything like new vehicles as they come out and they change the models of the differentials and nobody has gears for them. We're, mm-hmm. We, we, a lot of times are the first to market with them. Um, which sometimes is hard because gearing traditionally has been an afterthought. So people spend their money on everything else. They, you can see a bumper, you can see tires and wheels, you can see all this other stuff and they want to throw power at it. They add, you know, tuners and injectors mm-hmm. and turbos and all this kind of stuff. But Finally, when they realize, you know, like, you know, it doesn't drive like it could or they're not getting the power to the ground effectively, it's usually an afterthought where they re-gear and get their performance back and stuff like that. So that's why it's traditionally been behind the times, you know, so gears don't come out for a vehicle until it's been on the market for five years or something like that. Whereas we try to do it within the first couple years of a new vehicle model coming out. Yeah, let's face it. That's probably when most people start modding these things. I mean, yeah, people get. I feel like that mentality has changed a little bit. Where people were, you know, get a car and they drive it for a couple of years. Like, okay, I'm ready to move forward. Yeah. And now it's like I bought a car, um, or a truck. Like it's now. Yeah. I don't ever want to drive it stock. I want right. to have it now. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And and that's the thing too is I mean and well there's also the adage like you know you've got a new fifty sixty thousand dollar truck you spend 10 grand on upgrades right away. It's small percentage of the truck cost versus throwing a bunch of money at an old $5,000 truck or something like that. That's true. But, um, our, the product that we offer, you know, gears is one of the only products that kind of, that will actually somewhat pay for itself over time, Mm -hmm. you know, prevents your tranny from going out, gets you better fuel economy, and it's one of the few things that, you know, if you're running huge tires and stuff like that, that'll actually make your vehicle feel like it should again. Yeah. But it's also in, in traditionally in the past, it's like the one thing that everybody wants to avoid. They're like, well, I kind of want to go with a bigger tire, but I don't want to have to re-gear. Like right. it's a horrible thing because it's expensive and you can't see it. And a lot of people just don't know about it or what it's going to do or what you can't show it. It's really hard to show. You have to feel it. You have to drive the vehicle I mean, you can look at RPMs, you can give RPM stats, you can do the math really easily, but the hardest part is, you know, actually knowing what it's going to feel like when you make those modifications. Yeah. For, for me, what sold me on gears, and luckily I had two instances pretty, I would say somewhat young. I was like right out of high school. so like 18 ish right in there. Mm-hmm. I, was, I was working at Pet Boys, you know, shout out to Pet Boys. Yeah. Right and, uh, 
one of my high school friends uh, had a, a 70 Mustang with a 351 Windsor and a, a T56 in it and a Ford 9. And he originally had, I don't know what he had originally in it for as far as gears. We went to a set of like 410s. Yeah. And he had some like family, friends, older cousins come over and install them in his garage in his house. We're living in Sacramento oh, yeah. at the time. And they, they took us out and obviously we're a little younger guys. Like we're starting to like get like, let's start building power. Let's like do cool stuff. And they taped a dollar bill to the dashboard. He goes, I guarantee you're not going to be able to grab that dollar bill when I tell you to. Like, okay. Like, I'm a strong kid. I can do that. He puts it like first gear and starts ripping it on 410s and basically stock-ish size tires. You know, 351 Windsor. And it's like, you're, you're yeah. in the seat. You're pinned. Like, yeah. Like, oh, my God. Like, I- I've driven in this car. I've drove this car before it was you had the gears. Now the gears yeah. are in it. This feels 10 times faster. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and you didn't add power. You didn't no. add a supercharger. Or Just anything. put it to the ground. Yeah, yeah. And that, and that all it, again with another Mustang. My other guy that I worked with did four tens and and underdrive pulleys and all kind of stuff. That's a whole another different yeah. piece on everything like that. But uh, and he would out. It was just it was his fun car. Is he's obviously wasn't like driving a whole lot around with it, but it was like stock size tires, four tens. Yeah. And don't worry, truck guys, we're getting back to you. Just this yeah. is my first personal experience. Yeah, but it's all relevant. In it. Yeah, you know, it all make it all is the same thing really. Um, yeah. Yeah. The. Uh, the gearing is, you know, it's called the final drive, mm-hmm. you know, so it's the last thing before it gets to the wheels and it's a, a huge thing. I mean, look at like a mountain bike has different gears and the bike I, reference. I yeah, use this daily. It's always, yeah, yeah. It's, I don't care if you're Lance Armstrong and you're like the most powerful bike rider ever. Mm-hmm. If you're in the wrong gear trying to pedal uphill, it doesn't work. Yeah. You're so, going to smoke your legs, which yeah. is your transmission. Yeah. Sort of. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Kind of. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, you know, it, you're not getting that power to the ground. And so power, that's the hard thing to explain sometimes is that the power in the gearing is completely different. Mm-hmm. So, you know, people, I hear people sometimes say, well, I was thinking about adding a supercharger or a turbo or regearing, And it's like not a either, or it's completely different things. Mm-hmm. So if you, if you throw a bunch of power at something that's geared improperly, like most vehicles come off the showroom floor nowadays, mm-hmm. Then, then you have a bunch of power that is not being put to the ground effectively, and especially like in these late model auto- automatic transmissions, is shifting all the time. You know, you they won't stay in overdrive. You know, pulling over slight hills in the highway. Mm-hmm. Then you throw a bunch of power at it. It still won't stay in overdrive because you still need the RPMs, but it's got a bunch more power. So then it becomes more dramatic when it's downshifting. So mm-hmm. it makes it just drive like crap. You know. And that's that's the hard thing to explain is like really when you when you regear a vehicle that's got bigger tires and stuff like that you're you're making it feel like it should so you're not constantly mm-hmm. up and down in the RPMs downshifting shifting again like you feel like you just can't catch up you're, you're never, never going to get it you're never going to get yeah. it you're never going to stay in in overdrive or top whatever the top gear is on you know whatever transmission you have and that's that's where uh, it gets really tough with a newer vehicle and big tires they just you know don't drive very well i almost try to relate it to that if you're driving a vehicle that may be slightly under geared kind of losing some mechanical advantage or you've got a power to it bigger tire different something like that it's like that one time that you're at that perfect rpm you get that perfect downshift yeah and then you're like oh man that felt really good yeah imagine having that all the time yeah that's exactly what it's like yeah and so the other big thing that we have going on these days is the late model vehicles and the gear ratios that they're putting in them. 
and and with the transmissions with the really really high geared overdrives and stuff like that there's really strong requirements and stuff like that from the EPA and everything else and you know to get that number for your your fuel economy rating and the, this is all done on like test tracks and stuff it's not done you know in Washington state or you know anywhere on the west it's like coast like a super sterile environment yeah. almost yeah and it's yeah. like flat or slightly downhill i think because you know for example i just bought a brand new tacoma uh in december mm-hmm. and we do a lot with tacomas and we sell a ton of gears thousands because the 16 and newer model really needs gears um you know and i know this you do the math and everything but then once i actually drove it and owned it and experienced for myself i'm like wow this thing sucks for gearing yeah it was uh go out on the highway and at 60 miles an hour it will not go into sixth gear in the automatic transmission until i get downhill and like completely let off the throttle it's factory gearing puts it at 1400 and like 1450 at 60 miles an hour which it's a 3.5 liter it doesn't want to run small yeah 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 and so they've already got a bad rep people are complaining they're gutless and stuff like that but they have 280 horsepower it's just not getting to the ground so then I, i start thinking and i did some math and you know the automatic transmission model has a 0.58 to one overdrive with 390 gears it gives it that's like a 2.2 to one final drive yeah the manual transmission on the same exact truck from toyota from the factory is a 430 ratio but with a 0.85 overdrive it's like totally backwards which is a 3.6 to one overdrive Mm -hmm. or 6.1 uh 3.6 final drive Mm -hmm. so 3.6 versus 2.2 no vehicle in modern history has come with something as tall as a 2.2 to one gear ratio. So they literally don't work from the factory in, in sixth gear. So, um, you look at, like you mentioned the, the Mustang, mm-hmm. um, with four tens, that would have been a one to one tranny, right? Yeah. So that thing would be turning quite a few RPMs. At it wasn't 60. much of a highway car, but it no. was a ripper. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You're turning over 3000 RPMs at 60, right? Mm-hmm. Well, what that number I mentioned means the 0.58 to one is you multiply that number times 0.58. Right. Mm-hmm. So that's half almost, you know? Um, but you know, a lot of people are thinking, you know, you do a low gear ratio, which is a higher numerical number brings your RPMs up. More RPMs means burning more fuel. Okay. Well, not back always. then it yeah, did yeah, on your yeah. old Mustang that was already turning a lot of RPMs, but mm-hmm. on these vehicles, now the way they're geared, they're geared to the brink of barely not, staying in gear barely Mm -hmm. staying in gear at all so you actually gotta you you want to turn more rpms to turn less rpms if that makes any sense it's almost like it's like how much if that engine's turning you said like 14 something in six gear yeah how much power are you making at 14 like four horsepower yeah (laughs) so when you start thinking about okay gears transmissions yeah like if i actually have to use the power and it's the the three five is like a 280 you said 280 flywheel roughly Oh yeah, two hundred eighty horsepower. Yeah. That's a lot for a small truck. Yeah, I know. Really. Okay, I know we're talking about Tacomas right yeah, now, yeah. guys. So, hey, this, this is, is just all, an it, example. It's, it's relative, yeah. especially because it's currently happening right now in yeah, the market. It is, and so you get this this truck that's like making barely. It's not even in its envelope of power no. at all, and you're trying to cruise at that. So that's like any time that you hit like, uh, you, you just any kind of increase, and and you, you like you said, you couldn't even get into six. No, I could. If downhill. I touched the throttle, it downshifted to fifth. And yeah. I only know that because I'm in tune to what the RPM should look like at any given speed for what gear it's in. Mm-hmm. 
I bet you that most people don't even realize they're not getting in sixth gear because it doesn't tell you. There's no readout that says what gear you're in. Right. Even if you go into manual mode, it still shifts automatically. So, you know, most people don't realize that. Um, but it's not just, I use that as an example. And also because this little tiny truck is getting 14 miles a gallon is what I was that averaging. Sucks. The sticker says something like 20. Yeah. You know, um, but you might as well drive a one ton. Of we that run part. the same, we run into the same thing on all the new, uh, Dodge or, you know, the Ram and the, uh, Ford and the, and the Chevys too. Um, you know, most of the Ram trucks come with 342 gearing mm-hmm. from the factory. You know, that's, that, that's unheard of. That's like a, that's like a car gear ratio, you know, yeah. and these are big, heavy trucks designed to pull and they do make so much power and torque that they do it, but they're downshifting and, you know, they're not getting the best of mileage. A lot of people, uh, we hear people complaining all the time about, you know, I, I had a, I had a first gen Cummins and I got, you know, 23 miles a gallon and everything else. And I got this new one and I'm getting 13 and you know, what, what must, what's giving it the poor mileage? Is it, it's because of all the emission stuff? Well, it, it, it isn't always, you know, I mean, really it's a lot of it is the gearing because now they're using 342 gears. It isn't making enough RPMs and yeah, diesels make a lot of torque and a lot of power at low RPMs, but they, they're still a happy zone, right? Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, we've seen it time and time again, where by putting a lower gear ratio in getting the RPMs up, it stays in overdrive without downshifting and it's in a, it's in a just a much happier zone in terms of RPMs and they actually get better fuel economy mm-hmm. quite a bit. Yeah. Well, it's, you start getting that diesel engine, start moving yeah. more air get a little bit in the turbo a little bit. Yeah. EGTs go down. Yep. Everything's happier. Yeah. Yeah. It's less just less regen cycles for you newer gen guys. Things are you're just moving more air. That's the use your gears to move air. Yes. Yeah, exactly. And so then that's, and that's even just talking stock vehicles, you know, mm-hmm. then you, you add bigger tires on when you add bigger tires, it's essentially gearing it the other direction. And pretty much no one adds bigger tires to trucks ever. No, no, it's Not most even. people, you know, the Rams look like they have the perfect size tire on it. <laughs> they feel the wheel well just perfectly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, that's sarcasm. If you yeah, don't know what exactly. sarcasm is, yeah. that was, that was a perfect example. Yeah. And, and especially, um, you know, it's already gear, it's already geared, pretty much wrong to begin with right Mm -hmm. like it's you're turning not enough rpms so then you put bigger tires on it brings it the rpms down even more you're just way off and then you tune the crap out of it then you tune the crap out of it you add a bunch of power you know it still feels like it moves but it's it's kind of hard to explain so you got power so you're you accelerate and then it shifts finally and then and then yeah then you downshift again and you know it's it it doesn't feel right to drive, but also it's not good for fuel economy. It's not good for your transmission, everything else too. Yeah, there is, we do get calls and we, once we start diving deeper into things, a lot of times we find that gear ratio and tire size are wreaking havoc on what they're calling us for. And the, what we usually try to do a lot is like, okay, tell me what's going on with the truck first off. Yeah. And we start talking and we start talking and we start talking like, Okay, and then they're like, "Oh yeah, I've got just, this thing just can't hold a transmission. I'm making too much power." I'm like, "I'm only running 37s." I'm only running 37s, <laughs> and we start talking like, "Okay, well, I know how much power you're paying, yeah. how much power you're making because either a I sold you all these parts, or b you've told me what you're making, and then like things start start adding up, and then all of a sudden it goes, "Bing!" Yeah, like, what gears are you running? 
like oh stock i'm like yeah my dude <laughs> yeah this is the reason that you keep blowing transmissions yeah and then hopefully we shed the light and actually i i've already preached this a couple of times i have a huge excel sheet for each transmission i yeah. send i'm like hey this is where you were this is where you are now i know you're thinking that dropping your rpms on the freeway it's kind of nice right sure if you're always in fourth gear or sixth gear or whatever and always not towing yeah and always not adding extra power yeah and never wanting to downshift sure that works great for you but all the other time when you're not going 80 miles an hour you're hurting stuff yeah definitely the other thing is is even even around town so Mm -hmm. you know a 342 gear yeah maybe it's happy at a slight downhill at 80 miles an hour with the cruise control set completely unloaded so we get that perfect shift yeah with stock tires but regular real driving and even driving around town um you know you'll look at your average fuel economy and it there's going to be generally an increase by going to a lower gear because you'll make up for it with a lot of the around town driving and and even on the highway um and it the drivability and the way that it feels is actually really the reason to do it but economy Mm -hmm. i'd say is a added benefit yeah absolutely yeah all right so i've got a list of questions okay we're gonna start getting into these all right so now comes the real fun part did did you do your homework I I don't know. I I'm going to quiz you right homework. now. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Not a quiz. It's just questions. So uh, I like to ask I like to ask people kind of certain questions that maybe aren't necessarily like okay. So you are nitro gears. This may be somewhat off the cuff. Some I don't know. Whatever you want to call it. Sure. So um, just because a lot of people are also entrepreneurs business people, whatever, as far as like business wise, getting into it, doing what you guys are doing now, was there one thing that was just like, Oh my God, it took me forever to figure that out. Or I had to a hump you guys had to get over or a struggle that you're still currently dealing with Um, like that. You know, there's well with, with running a business, there's all kinds of humps and struggles and everything. Mm Um, you know, I think part of it too is, uh, you know, like, with gearing being, you know, like I was saying with it being kind of something that people don't want to do or don't want to spend money until they have to mm-hmm. is like truly believing in it and, and like just being sold on it yourself and just knowing that that's the answer and just pushing that and, you know, finding different ways to communicate to people so that they can understand it because it's, it's over the top of a lot of people's general understanding with what they're doing with their vehicle mm-hmm. and, it is an expensive thing to do, especially when you factor labor and stuff like that. But, um, you know, one thing that for me from, you know, the beginning until now is I, we've, we've gone into markets that I never thought that we would, and Mm -hmm. we're selling gears to people that I never thought we would, because I never thought we'd be able to market to like the average Joe, right? Like it was Mm -hmm. more of a technical thing. And it was the guys that already knew everything about everything right you know they've already built their trucks they've already built their motors they've done these turbos and injectors or whatever Mm -hmm. and now it's becoming more of a it's becoming more of a staple thing that you do to your truck more of a you know okay you do big tires you do gears Mm -hmm. you know and that's that's one thing that i've liked to see happen over the over time and that's taken a lot of work and you know a lot of it is actually going to the events and talking with the retail customers and talking with the general, the general crowd. And, you know, 
you do hear the same questions a thousand times in a day. Mm-hmm. But what you, what you learn is like, okay, how do you answer those questions? And you know, what, what are, what are people wanting to hear? You know, and it's not, not telling them what they want to hear, but how can you communicate it so that they understand, right. I guess, if that makes any sense. Yeah. There's, especially with us doing a lot of phone sales. Yeah. It's, it's very difficult and we have to like come up with really good like anecdotes and all yeah. analogies to like talk to someone over oh, the yeah. phone and be like, you know, like we we're talking about that perfect shift. You remember that yeah. perfect shift you had? Yeah. Like, oh yeah, yeah. Imagine having that all the time. Yeah. Or, or being able to. That's have a that. great yeah. example, actually. Um, I'll probably use that a lot in the future. Touch my hand. <laughs> yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Podcast is over. Good night, everybody. No, that's <laughs> the perfect joke. shift. Yeah. yeah. The perfect shift. Um, so yeah, it's it's good. It's it's a. Uh, I would consider it one of those things that we've talked about before in the podcast is supporting modifications. I don't think I would consider gear as more of a supporting modification. I think it was more of it in that, that first line. Yeah. What you should do, but as like, like head studs, it's one of those things where like you can't see them. They're not sexy. They're not cool. They're not cheap. Yeah. But you have to have, and it's really important. Yeah. It's yeah. really important and, yeah. you, and you got to do it. Yeah. And it seems, I will, I will say overall, I think the general public is starting it's to starting kind of, to they're starting to come around yeah. the gears they're starting to understand it i feel like it was it was because I, I remember my dad explaining it to me i remember my yeah and it, like we talked about the the two mustangs that i yeah. experienced with in like my late teens and stuff yeah. like that I, I feel like i just i always knew that so i figured everybody else knew it and then as i started having to explain more stuff with the phone i was like i don't yeah. sound like a jerk or anything but how do you not know that right like, <laughs> so yeah it's funny when you bring you know you bring back your past experience with your dad and stuff is like i think back it's kind of funny because like there's a few times in my life when I was younger that I was like, yeah, I was supposed to do gears. Cause when I remember when I was like, I was like eight and I had this Tyco turbo hopper RC car uh-huh. and uh, I had it one day and I drove it down a storm drain and it got ruined and I had it and I kept it because I wanted to try to fix it. Mm-hmm. And eventually I saved up the $50 again to buy a new one. And I noticed something. I'm like, I spun the wheel on the other one and it spun backwards. And the new one, I spun it and it spun forward. So basically, the new one was spooled. The old one had an open differential. And so I learned about the differential from that, like just on my own. It was kind of weird. And I don't don't know that many eight-year-old kids do that. But um, another time, I had this picture of me when I was like, you know, not much, you know, maybe nine or ten. I was at the Seattle Science Center. They had this differential model and I'm spinning it, which I have a picture of my kid. That's like when he was like one doing the same Mm -hmm. thing. But then also, uh, I ended up, I had a go-kart and it was a crappy go-kart. So I had to fix it all the time. That's where I learned to work on a lot of stuff, Mm -hmm. but it had, um, there was two different sprockets and you know, there was the one for, you know, that had, you know, uh, faster acceleration, but it topped out. And then there was the other one if I wanted to go real fast, but it didn't have the acceleration. That's where I really kind of got the grasp of gearing. Yeah. And, you know, little did I know that years later, that's, you know, what I would deal that's with your life. all day, every day. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> yeah. Funny you mentioned RC cars. That yeah. was, I had this, uh, this four-wheel drive green van that actually had like an, an, a drive shaft going to the front to the back and yeah. like that. And I could walk, I could spin the back wheel and watch the front one spin. Cause it was all locked up and yeah. like that. And I was, and that was where me and my dad started talking. He's like, Oh, you gotta spin this one. That one spins. Cause they're all connected. See that hoop coming down. It's the drive shaft going to the front. I'm like, what? So we take the plastic off the bottom. Yeah. And see the little, little shaft going to the front. I'm like, Oh, 
that's cool. Yeah, like, yeah. You ever realize why when you get in your bike and you, you're in the wrong gear, it takes it's really hard to get moving fast. Oh yeah, like, yeah. Like go to a smaller gear or the you know the mountain climbing gear, whatever you want to call it. It's easier, right? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. And you start thinking about it, and then maybe two months later, you come back like, explain that to me again because I've been thinking about it. Yeah. I feel like the general public is starting to think about it. Yeah. <laughs> well, and think about it too, like the bike thing. Mm-hmm. You know, think about if a bike was so high geared that even on flat ground. Your the pedals are moving slowly, which is RPMs, mm-hmm. but you're pedaling so hard and you just feel like you're not getting anywhere. You're using a lot of energy, right? Yeah, that's fuel. Mm-hmm. So you know you downshift a couple of gears. You're pedaling faster, but it's more effortless. Yeah. So more RPMs sometimes uses less fuel. Right, and then as far as like shifting goes, like you may start pedaling more. You start going faster, and then you click to that next gear. And you keep your pedaling around the same, but you keep moving faster. Exactly. Click the next gear, keep yeah. moving faster. And when you're misgeared, all of that just goes to crap. Oh, yeah, totally. Real fast in a handbag. Yep. Okay. We're mowing through the questions there. Uh, okay. Uh, what else we got going on here? Um, so we actually have a truck over with you guys right now, right? You have two. We have two. Yeah. We have There's the, the... the 2018 Ram Dually. Mm-hmm. Or is, uh, is it, that might be a 19. Is it a 19? I think it's a Oh, 19. yeah. No, it's an 18. I don't it's know. It's an 18. It's an 18 or a 19. One of us is wrong, but we're both saying it, so we go, don't get roasted. We got a Ram Dually. <laughs> a Ram uh, Dually. It's newer than 17. Yes. <laughs> and it's a manual. But, yeah, that's the thing. It's a manual. Mm-hmm. Um, the final drive on the manuals isn't quite as high as the mm-hmm. automatic, but still – um we put 430s in it i actually drove it home the other day because we're trying to put some miles on it and break it in a bit and you know it drives great and uh you know it you can feel it it's just effortless when it's on the highway mm-hmm. um versus versus with a stock gearing yeah. you know it, it was kind of crazy the the ratios that they're putting in a dually that's really for towing exactly like yeah. a dually it, that blows my mind too. It's yeah. like, okay, this is a this is a dually truck. Yeah. This thing pretty much from the factory has one purpose yeah. to move weight. Yeah. And you put this god awful ratio in it. Yeah. Like, thanks guys. Yeah. Appreciate it. Well, I thank them because <laughs> Well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's more business for us, but <laughs> yeah, yeah. you know. Uh but the uh uh we talked about this truck in a previous episode and yeah. we were kind of in between. We were wondering if we would possibly be able to cuz the, the the 256 does have a, a somewhat, you know, I don't know if you want to call it like an aggressive six gear. Yeah. Enough to where you could potentially run a little bit larger tire without having to re-gear it. Right. And when, when Cooper told me about that, Cooper's our GM. If you haven't heard us talk yeah. about him, you know, you, you know who he is now. Yeah. And we went back and forth and back and forth. And he was like, oh, no, I don't think we're going to have to re-gear it. And I looked at him and yeah. I was like, we're going to get roasted if we don't re-gear this thing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> don't do that to me. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, oh no, we'll see. And then after like three or four days of driving, yeah. he's like, oh yeah, we're gearing it. Yeah, it, it's he's like, we, we're kind of taking our own medicine on that point. Yeah, following our exactly. Advice. Because we, it, everybody does it. Yeah, you know, oh, I could probably get away with this. And like, nope. Yeah, just you see, and that's the, the thing is, make it happen. We're you know that, and that's where I go back to selling a product that people are trying to get away without doing. Yeah, <laughs> like it's something they don't want to do because it's you know it's a it's an added cost, but it. It's also okay. So one of the things is like on internet forums and stuff like that with uh, whatever vehicle it is, whether it's a diesel, a Toyota, a Jeep, whatever. Mm-hmm. You have 
all these people that are saying, oh, well, you know, I ran 33s with stock gears and it's fine. Or you don't need to re-gear until you do 37s or whatever. Any person giving that advice, have they re-geared? No, of course not. No. So anybody that has is like, it's the best thing I ever did. I wish I did it way sooner. You know, the truck drives like it should. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, which is great. So really like the the best uh, – is, is other people that have done it that are the best ones to market the product because it is truly. Yeah. yeah, I agree. Yeah. And it's, it's very true. A lot of the guys that we have, I don't want to more or less say talked into gears, but like gone through the yeah. information with them and informed them, spent time on the phone oh, yeah. and sent them RPM. You know, if you're going to do this gear, this tire, what you're doing, yeah. like more and more what you're doing with the truck. Yeah. Like, is this actually an off-road truck or you're just like towing on the highway with it? And trying to figure out the right ratio for him and get him into that. And it's sometimes it ends up being a long procedure, yeah. a long talk, but the outcome, the enthusiasm you hear in their voice yeah. afterwards, like, I'm so glad you spent the time on the phone with me to do that. I oh, never yeah. would have done it. And I, I'm just, this is, this is the way I've wanted it to drive this right. whole time. Yeah. So, uh, you know, it, it is, you know, it's just one of those things that, um, it's really hard to explain how it feels, but um, here's another one. I've got a F450 uh, based uh, RV. Mm-hmm. It weighs 17,000 pounds. It's got 41 inch military tires on it, and it's running 538 gears, which sounds mm-hmm. super low for a diesel. Mm-hmm. It's this Cummins uh, 6.7 swapped into it, and it's got twin mm-hmm. turbos on it from Dynamite. I've seen that thing. Yeah. That's okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But. You know, at 70, it turns 2,500 RPM. Well, that kind of weight, it's really happy there. I can, I literally, we drove here last night. You know, I can set the cruise control at 80 mm-hmm. and it, it's happy. It, it's totally good. And, you know, I mean, I've gotten, I think the best mileage I've got in that, and I don't drive it super easy. You know, I'm, I, people get behind an RV and they want to pass it automatically and, you know, you don't, <laughs> it's not me, bro. They don't, yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> but, uh, uh, you know, I've gotten, I, you know, I got 13.6 miles to the gallon and you're before, and I'm thinking I was not driving easy. It weighs 17,000 pounds. It's on 41 inch tires. And not only is it, it's less aerodynamic than a brick because it's got a cab over. So it's yeah. like a wind scoop. Like you are just pushing wind. Yeah. You know, and the gear, if, if I didn't have that kind of gearing, it would not, you know, it would not do as well. I'm going to take a slight sure. tangent there. And, and what's your turbo setup? Um, it's from dynamite. How many turbos do you have? Two. You're compounded. Yes. Yes. Our, our most popular episode is on towing. Yeah. Obviously tow trucks and all kind of stuff. And we talk to people about air management, EGT yeah. control, anything like that. Compounds, compounds, yeah. compounds is the answer. Two turbos, one fitting the yeah. other, a big one fitting a small one, so on and so forth. You have this giant freaking rig moving. How tall tire? 41 inches. 41s getting just under 14. Yeah. You know what my Tacoma got the first two I was just going to get it? to that, yeah. You know what my Tacoma <laughs> got? And I have a picture of the dash. Uh-huh. 14.5. <laughs> and it feels like driving a Honda Civic. Yeah. This is a tiny truck, brand new off the showroom floor. The latest technology that 2019 can offer. And I got 14.5. Yet I can drive a 17,000 yeah. pound truck. Well, that's got a full like living quarters on the back too, right? Yeah. No, yeah. It, it has a queen bed over the cab. 
a queen bed in the back and a, and a bed with a slide out. Like it's, you can like our family of four is mm-hmm. 100% comfortable in the winter, in the worst of weather. And it's a house on wheels and it, <laughs> not much worse than a new Toyota Tacoma. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So d- this is, if someone were to try and Google and find the image of your the vehicle you're talking about, what's the best way to go? Uh, just search like Nitro F450 RV, okay. probably. So it's a grass what we're talking about yeah. there. Search that, and then you'll kind of see why A, compounds, B, gears, yeah. and then figure the rest out and have fun. Yeah. And see, here the thing with this one is we drive it, we like in the winter, live in it half the time, you know, mm-hmm. on weekend. We, we're in it right now this weekend to come over here for this podcast and – you know, we're driving in mountains all the time, snowboarding, mm-hmm. mountain biking, stuff like that. Um, you know, so it's <clears throat> constantly going up and down mountains. But uh, I forgot where I was going with this, but it's just, you know, without the gearing, without the power that it has, it would not be, you know, I, I just can't imagine just being in a old Class C with a 6.8 V10 and stock gears. Wow. You know, yeah, just wound <coughs> out. It- transmission screaming yeah everything's unhappy but anyways going all these places i want it to be really reliable Mm -hmm. and you know normally i'm not the type i wouldn't want to swap the motor because of reliability but it you know the power stroke had its fair share of problems Mm -hmm. in forty thousand miles you know probably had that many dollars spent no not really but it was was it a a six four or six seven it was a six oh six oh okay it was a six oh power stroke before Mm -hmm. and uh just had lots of problems um but uh so we did the six seven swap and uh it's been great you know um but i was really reluctant because i didn't want to throw a bunch of power at it because i didn't i didn't really care about power so much on this vehicle i just wanted to be reliable Mm -hmm. i knew any diesel that was in it had enough power for what i wanted to do i just wanted to drive places i didn't want to break down and with my family on these multi-thousand mile road trips you know and if it breaks down, it's going to happen when I had the, in a super convenient before, spot. Before, I, I, I would have to fix something on it every time I drove it. Mm-hmm. Like any mile, any trip over 200 miles, guaranteed under the hood. <laughs> but uh, since I've had the Cummins in it, it's been way better. But um, I was reluctant to do, you know, like a compound turbo setup or mm-hmm. anything like that. Um, but it actually works really well on this vehicle, and I haven't had any trouble with it. Uh, you know, Lenny did a they did a great job on that but um whereas going with this is uh in terms of vehicle modifications you know you can take a brand new truck like off the showroom a ram or ford or whatever it is they have a lot of power they have a lot of torque you do bigger tires and stuff like that you know obviously you want to sell all the parts you can put on it right right (laughs) make all kinds of power most people just need gears yeah realistically and you can get away with not having to delete it you don't have to do um a whole bunch of underhood modifications that you know could could affect its reliability mm-hmm. you know what i mean or or even warranty or warranty yeah yeah i mean all you do you just i it, pretty much any truck has so much power nowadays you you want to run 37s or even 40s if you re-gear it, you'll be happy with how it performs. You won't even need to add other power, which, you know, cuts into probably a lot of sales on 
performance stuff, but we, I mean, obviously diesel power yeah. products, but yeah. a lot of people don't realize it. We're like 50, 60% suspension yeah. and, and supporting modifications. Right. So it's like the power is there, but we are kind of like, here's my elevator pitch yeah. to us, I guess like there is that we don't have any like sales guys on the phone. We're all sales techs. Yeah. So there's the, the four guys you talk to me, Tyler, Sands, or Ash, um, it's all, we're all tech based. Yeah. So there's, there's a lot of, we talk through guys, talk guys through, um, transmission issues. We talk, talk them through front end handling issues. Yeah. Suspension, all that kind of good stuff. So even regearing. Yeah. Making you stoked with your truck. Yeah. That gets us jacked. Oh yeah, like, for yeah, sure. I, Definitely. You know, I, I will happily not get a sale to get you stoked with your yeah. truck if we're getting you the right parts. Yeah. And plus, you know, a lot of people, they don't want to mess with it. You know, it's you buy true. a new truck, you you want bigger tires and all this stuff, you re-gear it, and literally it could be something you just don't have to mess with. Mm-hmm. You just drive it, and it drives like it should. You know, it's – it's uh, and it realistically, that's cheaper. Mm-hmm. It's less money. You know, I mean, as – you know, you say you spend – you know, on average, you know, by the time you do the gear package and the labor and the oil and tax and all that kind of stuff, you know, maybe you're twenty five hundred or three grand. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, what does that get you in other performance upgrades that you still need to regear with, anyways? Exactly, yeah. Because <laughs> so, the the tires aren't changing size. Yeah. Like it's it's not like my I'm going to tell you like oh this tuner only works with stock size tires. I'd be like, go screw yourself. Yeah, like, I'm still putting bigger tires on it. <laughs> so you know, my my thing is my suggestion is. You do that stuff. You do the gears first, and then you know if you want more power, then sure, go do all that other mm-hmm. stuff. Good too. to go. Yeah, yeah. All right. So I'm checking off my questions list okay. here. The big question. This is the one that that Cooper told me to mm-hmm. ask you. You maybe know what it is, but I'm not sure. It says, why do you need to break in gears aftermarket, like from nitro, but not? Say if you bought a brand new truck on the showroom floor that had that, like ten miles on it. That's a great question. Um, with a new vehicle, technically you should be breaking it in anyways. Mm-hmm. In fact, for years they always there was always a break in procedure for new vehicles and stuff like that. A lot of that has just kind of gone away. Mm-hmm. Um, with with uh, new gear install aftermarket, there is a break in procedure recommended for sure. Um, part of it is because I, you know, I don't know if it has to do with, uh, sometimes, you know, say you came in, you have your truck, it's all, you got big tires, you got turbos and, you know, you got a bunch of power mm-hmm. and you're fine. You're happy to put it to the ground. You want to go out and do some burnouts. You want to, you want to use it really hard right away. Maybe most vehicles when they're new from the factory, people are easier on them to begin with anyways. Um, but there generally is traditionally been a break in procedure on a new vehicle anyways. And same with a motor, you know, Mm -hmm. you look at, um, you know, does the dealer, the, the salesman at the dealership tell you to break in your new motor on your new truck that you just bought Mm -hmm. or anything really versus like any place that's going to sell a new motor, rebuilt motor. There's always a break in procedure with it. And you know, we have seen it. Um, I would say that it's not, it, it's pretty rare that somebody's actually going to burn up their gears right away, but it's not, it's, it's not rare enough that it's not worth mention because it does happen. Mm-hmm. 
you know, being real hard on it right away because they kind of go through a heating and cooling process uh, on the, you know, as they're breaking in. Um, it's almost like burnishing a floor, so like waxing a floor sure, and sure. burnish it. It's, yeah. it's kind of like that, except for in a metallurgical sort of way on mm-hmm. the teeth. Nice. Yeah. Okay. We got this maybe like, this is the question I thought of just when you were talking right there, because we started yeah. talking about uh, uh, heat cycles and whatnot. So Gil Banks has this, all, all of his tests going on right now with his rear diff covers and yeah. temperatures and ambient air and, yeah. and his little, little eddy currents going on yeah. inside there and whatnot. Um, th- thoughts? I don't, I don't know. Like <laughs> I've never talked to someone who's like, whose life is, you know, Monday through Friday gears. Oh, hardcore. right. And then what he's talking about as far as, you know, gear, well, like fluid deflection and all that other kind of stuff. My thoughts on that is I could actually probably come up with a way to make a similar video showing data that was just as conclusive in the opposite fashion. Mm-hmm. And, uh, <laughs> you Don't know. Worry, we're not sponsored by, by Gil. Oh, Bench, I know. Right? Yeah, okay. yeah. All right. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean... There's a lot of ways that uh, you can show um, testing product, you know, that gives an advantage to your product, mm-hmm. I guess you could say, um, which we could probably do too, but never felt that it was really necessary to do mm-hmm. uh, because the product's already been in use for a long time and proven. Cool. I'm cool with that. Yeah. That's fine. Yeah. yeah. It just kind of came up when I was yeah. talking. Oh, yeah. No, no problem. All right. Okay. So hammering on the questions here, I got to ask this one. What's new? What's on the horizon? What's for nitro? Like what's what's coming down the pike, whether it be gas, diesel, oh, or whatever. Yeah, absolutely. We got a couple ones that I'm really excited about. We got we got aftermarket gear ratios for uh, new Super Duties in the pipeline. The that, 17 plus guys? Yep. Yeah. Which are definitely needed and oh, yeah. a lot of people really want. And I'm excited about that one. We were the first to market uh, when the 2011 Super Duty hit. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we want to be first to market for this one too, which sounds like we're going to be. Which needed. Is, yeah. Oh, definitely needed. So oh, that's yeah. a that's a real exciting one. Um Jeep JL, we got some new ratios coming out for for those. We actually are going to be doing some uh, non-standard ratios. Oh, so yeah? Jeeps, you're used to like 456, 488, 538. Right, right. Well, we've got um, 463, 529, mm-hmm. you know, some different combinations. And some of that is there's different tooth combinations. So... There can be a strength advantage with a different tooth combination with a similar actual final drive ratio, but those mm-hmm. will be coming out pretty soon. We've got, we already have gears for uh, Chevy Colorado, which uh, is a fairly new one for us um, and is starting to take off because those, again, are also pretty much any of the new vehicles are not geared very well from the factory, which is good for us. Um, mm-hmm. But, um, Ford Ranger is a new one. Uh, we're keeping an eye on that. I've been doing some research into compatibility with overseas models and stuff like that and to determine what we want to do there. Um, but we, we're trying to make sure that we have at least some gear ratio options for almost any of the newer platforms, diesel, four-wheel drive, anything mm-hmm. anything that's a 
actual four wheel drive or rear wheel drive or diesel, you know, not, not, uh, nothing front wheel drive based or car based. So like no Subarus? No, unfortunately not. If, if, if you can't watch this right now, there's someone in the room that's wishing <laughs> you guys did Subaru gears and yeah, she's not listening. Yeah. Well, <laughs> and the, that, that was a good point though, because you mentioned there's now lift kits for Subarus and right? she said, well, but there's not gears. So you shouldn't lift it, right? And that's definitely true. It's very true. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you got to make sure that you're matching everything so you got as much mechanical yeah. advantage as possible. It's, it's doing – whenever you make a modification, there should be an offsetting modification, right? The supporting modification. The supporting modification. Yes, the so, supporting modification. And Thank gearing you for is that. definitely – that's what gearing is. Yeah. You need it. Yeah. Okay. So here's where we start diverging from gears if you were only listening to this pop this podcast for gears only you can go ahead and tune out <laughs> we're going to get into carl real quick uh, yeah we're going to keep it short and sweet though so carl yeah is, i'm really excited for this one because yeah. i usually ask this one and maybe our answer is the same i'm not sure yeah but carl does gears he's wearing a nitro shirt you're also wearing a mount baker hat yeah gets me me rocking real quick here yeah so when it's not Gears, 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 trucks, cars, power, whatever. Yeah. What gets Carl going? What's your jam? Like, if someone didn't know you did gears, like, oh, dude, Carl's really into snowboarding, mountain biking. Yes. My family. Yes. Those those are great answers. There's actually only like four things. It's like gears, mountain biking, snowboarding, and family. Yeah. Whenever people ask me that, snowboarding. That's that's my thing. I'm like, in fact, I got to tell you, when I first got into four wheel drive, it was actually. Um, uh, you know, it's more about getting places, you know, uh, getting the mountain, getting right. to these other camping, whatever else. So that it was also a, a way of getting somewhere, the means to getting to what, you know, my hobbies are. And that became a hobby in itself and also a career and, you know, a passion and, a, and actually just a way of life. Yeah. Yeah. I found my, my, I always wanted to go snowboarding and yeah. I always had to get there. I never wanted to, I never wanted to not be able to get there. And that was my, like, yep. I mean, when I was going to school, going to college, like if I'm going to snowboarding, I don't care if we're supposed to get like six feet tonight, I'm getting there. Yeah. Like if the highway's open, I'm going. Yeah. And that's what kind of started meshing snowboarding and mechanical truck yeah. stuff for me. And, and maybe with gears, I don't, I was a Ford Ranger guy in Northern California, uh-huh. love me or hate me, whatever. But it was the the ranger that I sought out because I had that knowledge of gears. I was like, I was like, I want to find the one that came yeah. factory with four tenths. Like, I, oh right, I, yeah, I know yeah. that I want that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and while everybody else is like, oh, it's a great ranger. It's got this, this, and then like, what gears are? Was right? it an FX four level two? It was not. Oh, it was an XLT. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. But they're, they're like, what gears are in? They're like, well, yeah. You gotta tell me what gears are in first. Like, yeah. I don't care what it is. You gotta tell me first. Because that's all I'm going to do. Because I know I'm going to put 33s on it. And oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The yeah. FX4 Level Two actually had 456 gears and Ooh. 31 spline rear axle, while all the other ones had 28. If I had known you when I was 17, this would have been a great conversation. Yeah, but I could have wowed you with my Ranger knowledge. Yeah. Oh man, <laughs> it would have saved me so much heartache. But I was okay with the 410s. Life went well. Yeah. And the truck never failed. Yeah, me. yeah. I beat the absolute crap out of it going to Tahoe, Pismo, all of it. Yeah. 
for so for me a lot of it is is getting there it's mm-hmm. like what it takes to get there because i mean what is a vehicle for it's to get there you're right. going somewhere regardless of what it is whether it's a sports car a four-wheel drive a diesel blah 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 the finish line drag racing no matter what it's all about getting there it's transportation mm-hmm. and whether it's you know just strictly transportation or it's for fun you know it's that you're getting there and to me like making that experience better you know whether it's on the highway or off road mm-hmm. that's why we modify vehicles you know you want lockers cuz so you can go more places you want gearing so that it drives better when you're going somewhere you want more power so you can get there faster you know it's and more fun yeah yeah i've never said no to power no no one these, these well, are the facts i don't i don't know if anybody ever did but they're not my friends yeah only somebody <laughs> sit, maybe sitting on the side of the road that needs a tranny maybe said that because they weren't geared <laughs> properly yeah oh shameless plug yeah <sighs> okay the second question as far as like the carl yeah whatever Usually, I usually try to end the stuff on a rant. Me and yeah. Tyler rant, whatever. It can be totally not automotive. It can be kid-related. It can be... It doesn't have to be a <laughs> negative rant. It can just be like, I noticed... Whatever. I'm putting you on the spot. Yeah. I don't know. You got anything? Okay. Yes, I do have something. Okay, so I'm, I'm actually a Toyota guy. I have multiple toyotas weird imported mm-hmm. diesel toyota diesel toyotas also yeah um, the one you know. that that was cool yeah which check it out just google um nitro troopy treka t-r-a-k-k-a and you'll see Traka. it yeah but anyways the rant that i have is i mean priuses seriously Ooh. okay so i had this theory that their speedometer is off Mm-hmm. because they're always going slower than the speed limit and blocking the left lane. I mean, I don't want to generalize, but that's what I'm doing. But anyways, mm-hmm. so I was in an Uber, and uh, I was riding in a Prius, and I put on the little app, the GPS, and it was off, like, quite a bit. Like, not enough to be, like, a nitrical difference. No, like, but five like, miles per hour. Like, it ooh. said on the, on the Prius, it said 70 miles an hour, and it said 65, and I was like, yes, <laughs> I knew it. <laughs> Send your letter in. Yep, that's my rant. Dude, that makes sense because yeah. we used and to, you know why? Hmm. That's gonna increase its fuel mileage on the display, right? Right. Yeah. It's like the guys that will my alignment's off. Well, I'm gonna take my steering wheel off and put it in the center, <laughs> and, and now we're good. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, so now they're getting a better MPG rating. But um, a diesel plug would be, you know, if I was gonna going solely for mileage you know like a volkswagen diesel probably gets better mileage than a prius anyways and your your footprint in the end much less i don't know batteries no batteries yeah i don't know I, batteries can't be good have you no. ever read the ingredients of batteries <laughs> no but I've, <laughs> I've basically tasted diesel fuel and i didn't die yeah yeah <laughs> yeah yeah exactly <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Last time a battery exploded in my face, I couldn't tell you because I would have been dead. Yeah. Yeah. So. So I guess that would be my rant. That was a good rant. I'm not very raving about my rant, but I don't want to ride in a Prius anymore. No. I, I uh, We crammed six people in a Prius to from San Jose to San Diego for a Supercross one time. That sucks. 
It sucks. Yeah. My wife was in the middle seat next to me. Well, <laughs> it, my now wife. She was my girlfriend at that time. Oh, yeah. Is I that what sold her, sealed the deal? <laughs> I hope it wasn't because <laughs> that was a long I will weekend. shower you with uh, weekends of 10 people in a Prius. <laughs> yeah. We're, we're all just in college trying to go to Supercross and have fun and yeah. watch dirt bikes and, and drink water. Yeah. You can't tell by just looking at the camera if you're on iTunes. Anyhow, so my rant right now. How old are your kids? Uh, 10 and 11, almost 12. So. Nice. So I got a one and a half year old. Yeah. Nowhere near that age. Yeah. Uh, he, he's, he's sick right now. Yeah. And this is the, he's been a super chill kid. Like this was like the dopest baby you could have ever had in your life. Did you have dope babies? Cool babies? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> my old my son the oldest one uh pretty much screamed from zero to two. Ooh, yeah that was no that, that was rough but he's he's a great kid now <laughs> i mean as long as it ends up good that's all it matters yeah for all i know this could all be like a, a just a setting me up yeah. to just be the worst person in the world yeah. but i don't know well they'll don't worry i like i'm sure your kid will make it up to you later with difficulty. Well, I'm sure he will yeah. too. I, yeah. I know me. My wife knows me. I know my wife. Yeah. I know who I am. This kid's going to be a freaking handful. I know it already. <laughs> but it, it was so d- today, it was actually like literally today before I came in, he, it was inconsolable for like two hours. And I'm over there just like, this is the worst, whatever. I can't handle myself. And his inconsolableness for two hours was made us like a total of like probably like 10 or 12 hours of his life so far. So I had to have a reality check with myself. And I was like, this kid literally didn't. He, he let me sleep through the night when he was younger. Yeah, and when I say younger, like he's a year and a half old. Like yeah. this kid slept this through the night that, at like yeah. like four four weeks old. He was chilling. Yeah, having a good time. So I don't even know where that rant was going, but I don't know. I don't yeah. feel sorry for you though because uh, yeah, I didn't have that. <laughs> I'm pretty sure kid number two is going to be like an insomniac. He's going to he just Probably. I say he, but it, whatever you want to call yeah. it. I, I, actually, I kind of want a girl. You got a boy and a girl, two boys. Boy and a girl, yeah. Boy and a girl. Older boy, younger girl, yeah. Nice. I got a I got a boy. I'm hoping for a girl next. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I I got a feeling number two is just going to be an absolute. Either it's going to, I'm going to say she. I'm going to predict it. Yeah, she she's either gonna be an angel or just absolute spawn of Satan. Yeah, because number one was so freaking easy. Yeah, and I don't have any dogs. You so can I can't always say that. <laughs> <laughs> but that, that's that's like kind of how I like to do the the talks here. This is a yeah. long this, this is longer than our normal ones here. Yeah, but it's good. I like it because we're, we're oh, sitting yeah. down. Well, and and that's the thing too is realistically, why does anybody do anything? We do it for livelihood and our family and mm. so it, everything ties back to each other yeah absolutely i'm gonna i'm gonna wrap this up on one thing here yeah and i have to say because pun intended yes if there's anything right now about the industry that grinds your gears <laughs> i was saving that up for two weeks and didn't even laugh damn it <laughs> now he laughs because like someone basically held I've a heard, sign behind him I've heard, uh, yeah. I've heard a lot of references yeah just like stuff about rears Rear, oh, well, rears ends some... gears yeah. grinding yeah if there's shafts stuff... rears uh, <laughs> see I don't even have to do it right now he's doing it for me yeah but if there's like something right now in the industry that grinds your gears that if you could like give everybody a post it and said stop it what is it I don't know I just try to do the best that I can do and I don't I, I don't let stuff get me worked up, mm-hmm. you know. I mean, I guess, you know, used to more so in my younger days. And, you know, now I just 
uh, want to do the best that I can do and, you know, educate people and stuff like that. So I, I don't know, I can't really think of any one thing that gets me going or works me up, but, um, that's a, I don't have an answer for the question. That's fine. No yeah. answer is actually not a bad answer. Yeah. You know, that means you're, you're must be doing something. Yeah. Right. I'm just, I'm just doing what I do because I love it and I truly believe in it. And I know that it's something that everybody that's modifying their vehicle can benefit from. And by making it a career and a life, mm-hmm. you know, I thankful for that. Yeah. That's awesome, man. Yeah. Well, that's going to button this one up. Yeah. I don't have anything grinds in my gears except for one-year-olds not sleeping through the night, which uh, maybe someday. I'll, yeah. That grind that ground my gears for quite a while, but that's done, gone. So I'm over that. <laughs> yeah, we're both winning at this point now. Yeah. Anyhow, thank you for tuning in. Make sure to check us out: Google Play, SoundCloud, iTunes, Spotify. Leave us a five-star review. Carl, any last words? Uh, just f- you know, follow us: Nitro Gear, Instagram, Facebook, whatever else. Um. We're going to be doing some actual videos, trying to put into words and video, you know, what happens when you re-gear and mm-hmm. showing RPMs. And we're going to do, you know, weekly features of customer vehicles. So you might find a vehicle just like yours that we actually do a gear ratio change that you're thinking about doing. And you might be able to see that. So just, you know, follow our YouTube, Instagram, everything else. Good. That's a good before and after. And that I think that is actually one of the whether you like it or not social media benefits and be able to yeah. get quality content out there that's huge yeah definitely. if you can actually break that seal where it's like we did this yeah and this is a result well and if boom if, who i mean i don't care what who you are or what you're doing if you if you're googling something or you want to you're thinking about whatever product it is you're going to buy and you can find something the closer it relates to you you know if it's your truck and you see it happening it you can understand it a little more absolutely Awesome, so. man. It's an absolute pleasure having you on here. Definitely. And hopefully we can check in with you guys maybe next year or something like that and see what's going on and see where the trucks we re-geared because everything that we re-gear was like, yeah, who got, does your gears? Like, we send them to Well, Nitro. we have two of them in our <laughs> shop now, and we got one coming on Tuesday, and yeah, we're doing it all the time. Yeah. people. Lots, sometimes people ask, like, do you guys do gears? Like, we sell them. So that, that's the other thing, too, and uh, props to diesel power products and, you know, you guys regear all your stuff because you've we seen do. that it makes a big difference. We preach it. I mean, I don't even know how many dozens of trucks, you know, we've done for you guys, you know. The and guy behind the vehicles. camera. He's done like two of your vehicles, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah exactly. Our camera guy yeah. is regeared. Yeah. Every yeah. It yeah. makes a difference. Yes. And he might even be a millennial. I don't know what that means, but people say that. And they he, say that they probably sure wouldn't regear. I usually regeared. <laughs> I refer to him as the uh, granola redneck. Yeah, he is a granola <laughs> redneck. That's awesome. I guess I might be kind of a granola redneck. But, I, I mean, and you, you, there's probably people out there like rednecks and hillbillies, and they're like, yeah. oh, he's yeah. You have to meet him, and you'll get what I'm saying. <laughs> he, he's not behind the camera with like. Like Patagonian cowboy boots. He's <laughs> just the best part is we're looking at him right now. He's just dying. Right? Yeah, he's trying not to talk. Or laugh. He's trying not to yeah. talk anyhow. But yeah, this is one of my favorite episodes, Carl. Yeah, thank you for coming in. Absolutely, I'd love to check in with you in a little bit for sure. Anytime. Maybe three hundred and sixty sixty days. Yeah, less than like a year. That. I'll yeah. less than a year. I don't know if it's a leap year or not, but yeah, we'll have more um, barley juice by then. 
Yeah. And we can consume it and talk more in the microphones. Sounds good. Right on. Thanks for tuning in, guys. We'll see you yeah, next Yeah, thanks, time. everybody. Through the Blackwater bayous and in the dark Louisiana night floats a duck camp, alive with the sounds of swamp pop and the smells of Cajun cooking. Mississippi Delta in Venice to the Cajun prairies of the Southwest. Me and the Duck Camp Dinners crew will be hunting and eating it all. This is Duck Camp Dinner. Join me, Chef Jean-Paul Bourgeois, and the whole crew every Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV.